I'm gonna need some juice from you. Some what? Some juice. What does that mean? You gotta get hyped up. Okay. We need we need uh, Dave on energy level seven, not a ten. Seven. Okay. Seven and promo. I don't know the name of. Take one. Hello, listeners. Hi. You have reached high tea with old waiver. I'm Dave. He's Toby. We'll get to the tunes and the show in just a moment, but before we do, we need to tell you about a very important event that's coming up in December. This is our November episode, so assuming that you hear it before December 8th, something very important you need to know about. Are you aware of this, Toby? I have no idea what you're talking about. Okay. On December 8th at Club Dada, you're aware of what what Club Dada is, right? Yes, I know of Club Dada. The legendary Deep Elm Club, Club Dada. On the 8th of December, it's a Friday night, they are hosting a blowout podcast, 2 million downloads event. Nice. Can you believe that the blowout podcast network will hit 2 million downloads in December? I can totally believe it. It's pretty much the hottest podcast network there is outside of all the other podcast networks that I don't know about. And so... What it is, on the 8th, on that Friday night, they're going to do a live podcast. So if you listen to any of the podcasts on the network, uh, it's just Banner, Dragon Brag, uh, any of the movie podcasts. Uh, there's so many different podcasts. I don't even know all of them. All of the hosts will be there, except for us. We have other stuff to do. I might be there. All of the hosts will be there. And you can come out and participate in a live podcast. All the hosts will do a roundtable podcast, I'm guessing. They'll have special guests. You can come out and have a beer, meet other listeners, meet uh, P1s of the Blowout Podcast Network, uh, meet all of your heroes from It's Just Banner and Dragon Brag and all the other podcasts. And uh, share a beer, buy a beer for them. Maybe they'll return the favor and buy a beer for you. Doesn't it sound like fun? It sounds like a lot of fun. Booze and podcasts. And, you know, I've seen... Have you been to one? I haven't been to one, but I've I've heard them on the, uh, the podcast network and stuff. Mm-hmm. I've listened to them in the computer. Sounds like fun. Like, I've, I've pressed play and I've listened to them. The fun part? Yeah, but... There's just a, a different kind of energy when you do the podcast in front of a live audience. And, you know, with the podcast, anything goes. You know, there's no rules. There's no FCC to worry about. Late night. Yeah. Late night. Everybody's drunk. It's going to be a fun time. It's December 8th at Club Dada. It's the Blowout Podcast 2 million downloads event. Please mark it on your calendars. Hopefully you can make it out there. Toby and I will try. We will try our best to be there, but I know you don't care about seeing us. You care about seeing your heroes like Mike Soroy yes. and T.C. Fleming See. and Jake Kemp. True. All of those guys are going to be there. Machine. Oh, oh, my God. All of those guys are going to be there waiting to sign your autographs and buy you beers. So please go to Club Dada December 8th. The blowout. Two million downloads party. It's going to be on. Nice. Yeah, it's good for the voice, so I'm told. It's fucking good, man. Now, in the 90s, I got someone else to fucking do it, but now I can't fucking money. is tight, too tight to mention. Got to do it yourself, aren't you? 
No one buys records these days. In the 90s, I had about four people doing it. Little geezer doing a kettle, our kid. Some of the little doing that. And some of the little fucking idiot doing that. Now you got to do your fucking, now you got to do it yourself these days, you know what I mean? Because these fucking little smart asses download fucking tunes for niche. And they wonder why there's no real rock and roll stars around. This is the shit you got us doing, fuckers. November 2017 episode of High Tea with Old Waver. This is episode number five, if you're counting that way. My name is Dave Lane. I'm also known as Old Waver. And please say hello to the co-host, the engineer, the genius behind this podcast, Toby Pipes, otherwise known as High Tea. Hello, Toby. Hello, Dave. How are you? I'm well. This is exciting. Because this is our first high tea with old waiver after dark. Yeah, which means we went out to eat and had we we had a jump start on the yeah. Drinking we've already a had bit. a few beers before we crack our first beer of the show. Yeah. So due to circumstances beyond our control, we are uh, commencing recording the podcast in the evening time. Usually we do this in the afternoons for some reason i don't know i don't think it'll make that big of a difference no i don't think people will know the difference because who knows when they're listening to it right but maybe we'll get even shittier than usual i'm i bet that will be the case are you ready to open this first beer of the day or first beer of the show rather yeah, it's really funny because we're actually gonna we're gonna open them um, spring break style right now. Yes. Are you going to explain what, what what it is? Yeah, this first one is my selection. Yeah! Now, we went to the liquor store and went shopping together. Yeah, you were really going over it in the... Um, I know, I had such freezer. indecision in the, the beer cooler aisle. But I went with a, uh, a, lot, a Houston beer. lot to choose from in the College Station specs. Mm-hmm. And uh, I went with a beer that I was denied earlier in the evening at the bar that we were at. They were out of it. Uh, I don't know why I decided to try this. Oh, so just, you never, when you picked I've it at the bar, you've never seen no, it? No, I've never had it, never seen it. Uh, I've never even heard of this brewery. But it's uh, 11 Below Brewing from Houston, Texas. And we are going to enjoy the Oso Bueno Amber. Is it Oso or Oso? I don't know. 
Oh, it's probably Oso, you're right. So delicious. Oso bueno. That makes more sense. Oso bueno. Than Oso. Oso bueno. I mean, it could be. I really don't. I'll ask Taylor tomorrow. No, I think you're right. It's, um, um, it's good. Let me try it. It's, uh, on the refreshing side. I also enjoyed it because it's got a bear on the, uh, can. And he looks like he's wearing a wrestling belt. And, uh, and it's orange. And for, it the, lo- for the Astros. World it, Champs. World Champs. World Series. Remember that? Mm-hmm. Um, it looks like he won. He did. Arms are raised. I feel like uh, were these colder before? Did the, did we leave them sitting out for too long? I don't know. Mine's not um, super. It's not ice cold. But see, the good thing is, is that we have a backup drink. We do. We're really going for it in the we're, after we're, dark. We're double fisting. Um, session. So just lean back and relax and take it. Lean back and relax. So you made us uh, some tall vodka drinks yeah watch Lish. out now they're also bueno also bueno all right so um do we need to do any scene setting before we get into tunes no let's do jump people, into do it do people know what this is do we need to explain anything no it's been going uh really but what if this is the first one they've ever listened to all right well if you're gonna do a short you know just get to the point this yeah. is what we're doing here and here we go okay so uh, Toby and myself, we each bring a beer, and we each bring three songs. It's a song swap, and it's a beer swap, and you can listen and drink along at home. How about that for short? That's perfect. And I always start. Is that right? Yeah. Is yeah. that right? And I think that that's best because you always seem to bring the newer jam, and you know. Yeah, you're more the time capsule, uh, the crate digger. Yeah. Yeah. And so, yeah, I teased last time that I was going to bring a tune from the new Morrissey record, and I have done so. Now, the whole thing has not been released yet. Comes out, uh, I guess, the Friday of this week that we're recording it. Did he have a Morrissey Day? Yeah, in L.A. they had Morrissey Day for for his uh, show at the Hollywood Bowl with Billy Idol. But was that... Is that official... Like from the I mean, city, it, or did some a bunch yeah, of fans it was like, no, just it was call like him the, the mayor? The mayor of L.A. gave him like a plaque or something. Really? Yeah. So, but in this the same ex, same event that he canceled because it was too cold? No, that was elsewhere in California. I forget where that was. Oh, but it wasn't the Hollywood Bowl show, and they just re. Um, no, it. yeah, yeah, yeah. No, he had uh, two nights at the Hollywood Bowl with Billy Idol. I think Billy Idol played both nights. Really? That's kind of cool, actually. Yes, but the uh, the earlier show, I forget what city it was. Uh, and, you know, okay. We all know that Morrissey is a diva. We all know that he is a pain in the ass and that he will cancel a show at the drop of a hat. We, we no one accept this. Some of us who love Morrissey can roll with it. Others that hate Morrissey use it as ammunition to point to why he's a total a-hole and no one should like him. But I don't blame him for the cancellation in California because the temperatures were in the 40s Uh and it was an outdoor venue and the 
all the heaters on stage had broken. Whatever heating uh, situation they had, whatever, whatever equipment they had to heat the stage wasn't working. And it, it was like the third or fourth show of the tour. Did he start? No, they, they they didn't even they didn't even play because oh because, it was broken way ahead of time yeah yeah they they, oh. they decided that well it's it's too cold and the heaters aren't working so we're not going to play uh, so I mean it's terrible for the fans but to me that is not on Morrissey that's on the venue it's cold because he doesn't want to risk ruining his voice or getting sick or one of his band members getting sick and then having to cancel more shows that's true. So, that is to, true. so to me, I he's think he's prone to he's he can get sick. Yeah, I, I mean, I am not uh, here to just blanket defend Morrissey on everything he's ever done because I understand that. I mean, I myself have been burned multiple times. It's in Dallas. It's, it's just one of those shows things, that I've bought I, tickets for, and he's decided not to play. It's part of the fun. It is. It's it's Morrissey roulette. You just don't know what you're going to get. Right. Well, so his new record called uh, Lowen High School is coming out this week. Um, I don't know when you're listening to this, but November 17th is when it's actually coming out. And, and uh, he's put out singles. Yeah, he's put out uh, a couple of singles. And so I guess this is the third single. Um, and to me, it's the best single so far. So the first one he put out was uh, Spent the Day in Bed. Pretty good, you know. I, I I didn't dislike it. Right. Uh, then he put out another single called "I Wish You Lonely." Uh-huh. Uh huh. Also okay, but this one definitely is the strongest of the three. And from what I've read, it's one of the highlights of the record. And it's entitled "Jackie's Only Happy When She's Up on Stage." A very long, drawn-out Morrissey title, if there ever was one. All right. Well, let's let's listen to it. Yeah, so this is off of the brand new Morrissey, Lowen High School. Once again, it's Jackie's only happy when she's up on the stage. Jackie's only happy when she's up on the stage. I make this claim, now let me explain. Since she lost you. Jackie's only happy when she's up on the stage Free in the truth of make-believe Since she lost you She is determined to prove How she can fill up the She's up on the stage She'll make you believe What you would never believe Since she lost you Jackie's only Jackie When she's up on the stage Living bodies that actually move Since she lost you She is determined to prove
Think of that, bro. It's good. It's um. It sounds really great. Joe Ciccarelli did that, right? Yeah, the same guy that did his last record, uh, "World Peace Is None of Your Business." I did. I've worked with Joe a few times. Well, Mr. And, Big Time. I know, and he is a genius, first of all. But besides that, he's the nicest guy ever. For for a person that has worked with that many. You know, he has done it all. Right. And he is really cool, but it sounds great. Um, I can't wait to hear the rest of it. You know, he's one of those guys that he, you know, with the Smiths, so many great records, and then his first solo stuff was all really good. And then he had the good, the big comeback with You Were the Quarry, right? Uh-huh. Where a lot of Morrissey fans were like, okay, Morrissey's back. Because he had a few records in between there that weren't that great, right? Right. There was uh, Maladjusted and, uh, oh, God. I don't remember the names of them, but it, everyone everyone got a hold of You or the Quarry, right? Yeah. And so I can't wait to hear the rest of it to see if it's... Do you think it's going to be something like that? I don't know that it's going to be as much of a return to form as You or the Quarry was. Uh-huh. But I think it'll be better than the last record, because... 
World Peace is None of Your Business had a couple of standout tracks, but for the most part, it was just a really difficult listen. It was... There was so much, like, world music influences and just dirgy marches and... It did throw me off on this one, the horns. Yeah. Because it seems like a... You know... I don't know. I mean, I don't mind horns and songs, but for Morrissey, it seemed weird. It's interesting looking at the track list um, as far as the songwriting credits. You know, I mean, you would expect that Boz Borer, his longtime guitar player, would have writing credits on the record, but it seems like it was a very democratic record because there's uh, a lot of songwriting credits to other members of his band. Is that Jesse Tobias guy still in the band? Yeah, yeah, and he's uh, he's credited with two of the tracks. Yeah, he's really good. Um, I mean, I like the track. You know, I think that it's cool. I like the exit. <laughs> yeah. It's, it, there's many... Uh, well, and, I, and I've, I've Morrissey heard, sings throughout I've, the song. I've heard that uh, when he does that live, that he does, uh, of course, change it up to uh, exit, Brexit, you know, making it all political about the, the Brexit thing. Yeah, well, you almost have to. Um, well, yeah, that's great. I'm, I'm excited to hear the whole thing. I hope I'm not disappointed. That's your favorite of the three that have been released. Yes, that is my favorite of the three that have been released. And he's not coming to Dallas. I don't know what his closest stop is, but he's kind of burned all his bridges in Dallas. <laughs> I don't know where he would play. <laughs> so I don't know if I will get to see him at any point on this tour. Maybe I'll have to arrange a road trip. Yeah. But uh, I am excited that he's not done because you know w when he was going through all of his label drama after uh, the last record, and he criticized Harvest, which was his label at the time for not promoting it properly. Right. And then they dropped him and they yanked it from every platform, and it was out of print for a while, and then it finally got re-released under his own label. Well, now he's on BMG. He's got a real label. Oh, okay. And uh, he's got real promotion, so he might be around for a little while longer. Man, I wouldn't you, mind you just, seeing... You just don't know when... He's one of those guys that you just you don't know when he's going to totally lose it or go into seclusion or dramatically kick the bucket <laughs> somehow, you I know, think, in a very Morrissey way. Yeah, I think he wants people to think that he can do that. I don't think he can. To step away? I don't think he can. I think he needs it. He craves it. Yeah, I think he does... He needs attention, and he's such a tabloid whore. Yeah. I, I mean, would he, love he, to uh, see him in New Orleans again. That was awesome. That was fun. That, um... What, what's the name of that place? How come I can't remember it right now? Sanger or Sager? That's it, yeah. The Sanger... Sager Theater? Theater. That was awesome. It was creepy with all the uh, Grecian statues yeah, all play, around. Played a lot of new stuff that night, but it was still really good. Sat way too far back, though. What do you want to do? Rush the stage? You want to catch his shirt? Uh-huh. <laughs> He'll still take his shirt off. <laughs> he He's not really scared. will. He's not scared. Yeah, might be the might be around the time to keep the shirt on, but whatever. How old is he now? Is he almost sixty? He's got to be right. Let's 
Let's just see. Let's just see. I mean, he's still doing cool stuff. That song's good. Yeah, I mean, okay, he's 58. He'll be six, or sorry, 59 next May. But yeah, so many people are just so worn out on him because of his political views, because of all the drama around. Yeah. I don't care him about the, that him stuff. and the the royal family, him and his labels, him and his cancellations. But damn it, I've I will forgive him for just about anything. Yeah. I think he's fine. He's my hero and my lover. All right, what do you got? We're jumping right into it. Are we? Are you ready to hit play? I mean, you, they you, don't really told, go together, but it's a... Uh, um, you told me at dinner that I would maybe know one of the three songs that you're bringing today. I'm guessing... You might know this. If you do, I'm going to be real proud, Dave. <laughs> I hope I make you proud. Um, but this is an older track. You'll be able to tell instantly. But... You know, once again, I'm not going to set it up. I'm, I'm going to play it, and then we're going to talk after. All right. Um, don't tease me any longer. I don't even, I'm not even going to say the name of it in case that... Um, in case the title tips me off? In case that triggers something in Dave Brain. All right. All right, so here's the next track that I'm not going to set up in any way whatsoever. <laughs> Yeah, there must 
What do you think of that, first of all? I, I enjoy it. I have no idea what it is. My, I mean, my only guess is Psychedelic Furs, just because of the dude's voice. Yeah. Yeah. What year would you put on that? Hmm. I'm not positive either, but I have a pretty good idea. I don't know, like 89. Mm. This is like 82, 83. See, I'm I'm failing, so bail me out. See, these are the, to me, these guys got completely overlooked, and they're like the godfathers of the whole shoegaze thing. Okay. I think. Like, they started all this up. Manchester Band. Um... And I think they influenced a lot of people. They just, but they have songs when you go through their lists, like their greatest hits things. They had singles and stuff, so they were known over there and everything. But they they're called the Chameleons. I've heard that name. Yeah, and um, you know they had record company troubles, and you know how everyone else has. Everyone has a thing. Go, what was the name of that tune? Uh, up the down escalator. Was that the name of a record as well? No, I want to say that record was called... Uh, oh, what was it called? can't remember right now. It was the first one. Are you going to look it up on the Giga? I will. Um, uh, something with script in it. I think. Um, Script of the Bridge. That's it. That's the first one, right? Yeah. Yeah, it should be on that. Chameleons UK. Yeah. Um, but I, re- man, we re- that's something to that you should look into. It has a bunch of tunes that you would like. There's a a, a song called Don't Fall, I think. And it looks like in '86 they got signed to Geffen. And put out Strange Times. Was that any good? Yeah, and I want to say after Strange Times, I think that might have been it. Uh, yeah, and then they got back together in 2000. They put out like three records in the Ye- early aughts. Yeah, but it was one of those things. I'm, I'm not sure that was all the same. Yeah, there were, only, uh, there were only three albums back in the 80s. So Script of the Bridge, What Does Anything Mean, basically, and Strange Times. Yeah. And they had, a, I think, some song that was pretty big called Swamp Thing or something like that. But, you know, it was one of those bands we used to just play, but, you know, the whole record. I didn't remember what any of the song names were. They kind of, uh, do you remember a band called Zymox? Yeah. Clan of Zymox, then later just shortened to Zymox. Yeah, every now and then the singer kind of reminds me of the Zymox guy. Yeah. But um, I really like them. I think that's something you should uh, get into. You should look up some old chameleons. I shall. Because I, th- I really shall. I think you'd like it. If you're going record shopping and you run across that, you should, you should jump get, at it. You should get that one. Yeah, I need to. Uh, it's one of those. There, the album art is very identifiable. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it's all kind. Of, it's kind of like uh, it's kind of talk talky. Yeah. With their, you know, kind of the 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 surrealistic painting. Yeah, they keep a theme kind of going yeah. with the records, yeah. I like that. Yeah, I thought you would. I, thought I appreciate you that. that. I appreciate you. I appreciate you. <laughs> How's this beer treating you, by the way? It's okay. Yeah. I don't um I don't love it. But Yeah, I mean it's kind of like 
I mean, they're, they're, they're calling it an amber. To me, it's just, it's kind of like a, uh, a really pussy IPA. Yeah. I mean, it's not, I don't hate it. Like, it's hoppy, it's hoppier than, say, like, Dos Equis Amber. It's one of those that if this would have been like my first beer of the day, I'm sure it would be fine. Yeah. But I don't know. But I do I do like uh, 11 Below's packaging. Mhm. And I will give them another chance. Okay. But I'm glad that I also have this delicious vodka drink to wash it down with. Yeah, that's really helping out. Um mm. You are, for, for what we're about to do next, after this next song, we'll get into the uh, cider. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you're, you're bringing something totally different. Totally different and refreshing. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Oh, did we want to talk before we get into my next tune about the, the gift that I brung you and your family? Oh, from Waco. Yes. You actually made the stop. I did. So part of the reason that we are... Uh, recording at night is you had some stuff going on at the house that precluded us from recording this and you were like uh, just take your time no hurry to get down here so I was already on the road and so I thought to myself well maybe I can make a pit stop in Waco and visit Magnolia Silos Chip and Joe I love them I love them I and love I, them I had been there so once much. before so much I'd been there once before driving back from Austin at some point. Just had wanted to check it out for curiosity's sake. First so of I- all, I do all new cabinets. <laughs> I do a subway style uh, tile on the I'd, back. I take out this wall and get a real open um, floor plan I and a farmhouse sink. Everything is ship lap. And so. And painted white with, and then scratch it up. <laughs> Scratch it up to make it look weathered. Um, so I love I, what they do. I, I so when you're going down, when you're coming from for or coming from Dallas, and you're on 35 there. Yeah, you exit because um, I I don't see it when every time I make it. So you must exit. It's right. like uh, yeah, yeah. It's like I don't know, exit 35 C or something or 33 C. There's plenty of it's signs a, for it's, it. I think. It's after it's after you pass McLean Stadium, and it's it is to the right. You know, there's like that one tall building on the right side of Waco. Yeah, it says like Alcode. Yeah, something on it. Yeah, it's got the big red neon sign. So you just head towards that building, and then you see the silos on your way, and you see a million cars parked everywhere. Was it busy? Oh my God. <laughs> They are printing money. I bet they have Waco. They've given that town so. I mean, the tourism alone, because of. I mean, yeah, I want to go uh, see it, and I really don't care, and I still want to go. Yeah, I mean, it, uh, whatever good things are happening in Waco, it's due, I guess, in part to the uh, Baylor football team getting good before they start raping everyone. Yeah, that was a problem and and chip and jojo golly they killed it and so yeah i went to did you talk to him or is the, no, the they, divorce rumors for real or that's no, not they're true? not there it's not like they're like working the cash register what was she like they, they weren't there she seems nice she does seem nice 
and Chip just seems like a great, great guy. I just want to hang out with him. Could be everyone's best friend. Yeah, he might, he might like this beer, this Oso Bueno. I don't think he would. Yeah, that's probably right. He doesn't drink beer. Um, you don't think he does? I don't know. They're so, they're so churchy. They seem churchy, but you know, he went to college. Seem like they have, they have fun on the show. They have yeah. lots of fun. They're high on life, though. Is that what it is? Yeah. So I thought I might shop for some Christmas presents. So I bought a couple of things. Um, nothing big, just like a, a shirt and a sign. You know what? When you walk in there, let me save everyone a trip. It's just a giant room full of knickknacks. Brick a brick. If you think you're going to find some like cool antique some focal point for my room or something i've never even thought of that only jojo could find well she's it, using it if she's found that she's putting it's that just in it's candlesticks and vases and candles and it's it's such useless garbage that is marked up so much are there a lot of letters People yeah, love there, letters. yeah, there's a lot of uh, like letters stamped out of reclaimed, uh, yeah, like rusted steel. Like people love weathered letters. Yeah, That's it it, it really say. is. It really is not worth your time unless you just really love Chip and JoJo, and you just have to. Well, I do. You just have to. Did you get them to sign anything? They weren't there, Toby. So, and then on my way out, I decided. As a special treat for Toby and his family, yeah, I went to the bakery at the silos. Did you see the episode with the bakery? I did. I've seen the episode where they make the bakery. It's just this little uh, building that's on the corner from the silos, and they turned it into this cute little bakery. And fortunately... Were they in the bakery? No, they weren't there. No, they weren't in any of the buildings. It seems like they... They should have been at least at the bakery. Yeah, it seems like it, but they weren't. And at least the line wasn't wrapped around the building that I could walk right in. So Oh, you could roll right in the bakery. Yeah. I mean I had to wait. There was maybe ten people in front of me. Did it look just like it did when they finished it on the show? Yeah. Yeah. Oh. And uh, you know, I mean it's a very efficient operation because when you walk in they give you a an order card that has everything that you could possibly get and then you just kind of uh like you're ordering sushi or something or like a bloody mary you just uh check off you know how many of this cupcake and how many of this cookie then you hand it to the lady at the register you pay and you wait for them to call your name and you're gone so it's pretty efficient pretty good haven't tried the cupcakes yet i I think we're gonna wait until we got totally trashed and celebrate Mm -hmm. the the recording of the podcast with a cupcake so the silos the silos are the antique shop. Uh, well, it's, there, there's it's not really antiques. It's just they're bric-a-brac. But you go in the silo. What? Well, no, the silos are just like the landmark. I don't know if there's anything actually in the silos. I bet it's money. Yeah, I bet that's probably, the silos. That probably is where they keep all their money. Filled with money. They just every night they just dump sacks of money into the silos. Money and shiplap. But no, you uh, you go into like a warehouse building across from the silos, and then they have a whole uh, kind of pavilion area where they have food trucks and like a big lawn where kids run around, and they have a little garden and a uh, 
the Magnolia seed store where you can buy really marked up seeds for your garden. <laughs> they're marking up the seeds. Uh-huh. I don't think they're marking up the seeds. I don't know. I didn't check, but I imagine there's there's the uh, the Chip and JoJo margin on everything. If you did check, would you know if a seed has been marked up? I have no idea what seeds cost. What do seeds cost? That's what I'm. What would you me. guess a packet of beets would cost? That's it's cheap. It's like seventy five cents. Yeah, I would think at most like a dollar fifty. I, a, I guess on the way back, I'm going to have to stop and, and check, check out how much the seeds of, are. Don't get beet seeds. No one likes beets. Who eats beets? Speaking of beets. Are we ready to hear some new beets? Was that terrible? No, it's good. I really like that. Thanks. Usually I'm the one that tries to force transitions, mm-hmm. but I appreciate you taking the initiative. Okay, so... I can't remember if I teased this on the last podcast, but... I think you said something about that you wanted to do this, but I, um, for what your theme for your next two... Yeah. Is that what you were about to get to? Yeah. So, it's my turn again, and um, I decided because they both had albums coming out in, in somewhat close proximity to one another... That Sticking I, with Manchester again. You know what I've just noticed? What? There so were, far, are we... Four of the tunes, maybe five, are, Man, all, are Manchester? all Manchester. Well, according to Wikipedia, the Chameleons were formed in Middleton. England. Yeah, but that's like... Is that like a suburb of Manchester? It's like, you know... It's yeah, like okay, Middleton yeah, it says is like it's, 10 uh, miles, right? It's uh, four miles north northeast of manchester yeah so, yeah, so that's manchester yeah it is it's it is the garland of manchester yeah so yeah we have a very manchester heavy show so yeah i wanted to i feel like that's going to come up a lot yeah because we are anglophiles you and i and we love the manchester thing uh-huh so i decided to bring uh songs from both noel gallagher and liam gallagher today now, we're going to play Noel first. and Should we play him at the same time and see who wins? <laughs> uh, let's, not, let's not make total noise pollution. We won't. But I was a little disappointed in my internet sleuthing abilities because um, Noel Gallagher and, uh, well, I guess he calls his band Noel Gallagher's High Flying Birds. But his third album, Who Built the Moon?, comes out uh, in a week and a half on the 24th of November and I could not find a leak anything I He's would a- feel like Noel would have it down like uh, Taylor Swift to where you're not getting his no. stuff yeah no he's he is uh, got the lockdown on uh, his his recordings no one's going to sneak those onto the internet before he says yes mm-hmm so the only things that are out there, there's a couple songs that he's played on, uh, like Jules Holland, but I, uh, you know, I'm not gonna play a uh, like a, a live to TV version of something. And the only two uh, studio recordings are Fort Knox, which is kind of like a, an opening instrumental, and Holy Mountain, which was the first single, and. Given those two choices, I have no choice but to play Holy Mountain. 
and it's not necessarily my favorite tune, but I think it is indicative of kind of the vibe he's going for on this record. It's kind of like a, a psychedelic turn for him. And I think he, he made some comment about how he wants to, to alienate all of his uh, tracksuit wearing lad fans that just want him to keep recording Don't Look Back in Anger. That he he's fine if all those people jump off the bandwagon because he wants to make whatever music he feels like making. Better be careful. Well, let's see. Be careful, no. So this is Holy Mountain off of Who Built the Moon. This is Noel Gallagher and Noel Gallagher's high-flying birds.
I like that. What do you think? That's not, um, I mean, that wasn't one of your favorites. Well, I guess it's just because I really enjoyed his first two solo records. And it's such a departure from those. Right. That it just, it, it was a shock to the system. You know, with the, just the flute and, you know, just the wall of sound. But it's grown on me. From the first time I heard it to now, I like it a lot more. And I'm, I'm extremely intrigued to see what the rest of the record sounds like. Because I think the dude's a genius. So, it does sound like the song would be something really cool to see live. Right? Like it's, I can see them starting the show with that, and it's crazy, and they get going, and it's right. I can see that being pretty cool. It, it does it remind you of a uh, the Ricky Martin thing a little bit? She bangs, <laughs> I guess a little bit. I mean, it's the first time I've heard. I, you know, you remember she bangs, she bangs. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of like he's saying that. I mean, that's not what he's saying, but there's something about it, right? Yeah, there's something there. I couldn't get it out of my head. But, yeah, I can see that being a, a good live song. I, you know, we, we're going to need to hear the whole record. Yeah. Is um, So, the Liam... Did they come out at the same time? No, are, they, are they coming the, out at the same no, time? No, no, no. The Liam is already out. Okay, that one's been out. Yeah, the Liam came out, um, I guess, a month and a half ago or a month ago. Right. And yeah, we'll talk about that more later. Um, I didn't see the the Jules Holland performance. Did you? No, I only heard about it because I saw the comment. <laughs> I think it was from Liam about the scissors. Yeah. Okay. So I wanted to touch on that. <laughs> so if you don't know, Jules Holland, he, he was the keyboard player in Squeeze and he has a show on the BBC if you don't uh, later, watch it later with Jules Holland, what show is it on, uh, or what channel is it on in the U.S.? I think it's BBC AXS America. Or BBC America. Oh yeah, and it's on AXS too. Yeah, okay. it's on both. But it's kind of one of the. If you like anything that we're playing on any of this, yeah, you, you should I mean, be watching Jules Holland. Ju- really I mean, good. it it's hit or miss because they always have four, three, four, five artists on every episode, and three of them will be terrible. Yeah, and yeah, some of them are terrible. Some of them are extremely obscure. And there'll be one weird interview and then one really slow song world music thing that you're kind of like, okay. but sometimes those are cool yeah. when he does that, but most of the time. But it is, it is a it is a fun show and it is a an interesting snapshot into British pop culture. We watched one the other night and when we were in New York and um, I think it was... Uh, is it the last Shadow Puppets? Yeah, the uh, the Arctic Alex Monkey. Turner. Yeah, why is he acting like that now? I don't know. Anyway, so he's on there, um, Dinosaur Junior, right? And Bonnie Raitt. <laughs> and it's so eclectic. Some other people, and man, who do you think killed it out of everyone? Bonnie Raitt. Bonnie Raitt was unbelievable. You could tell the other bands after she played were like, okay, well. That's not really yeah, fair. Yeah, because it, it's like they're in the round. Like, all the bands are facing each other. Yeah, they're watching each other play. And you could tell that <laughs> Dinosaur Jr. had no business being. <laughs> it just sounded like garage 
I mean, I know that they probably sound good in a club on the state when it's loud and crazy and everything's going good. But on a, in an environment like that, that might not be Dinosaur Junior's spot. Right, where there's uh, it's mixed for TV and everything's separated and you can hear every instrument. Yeah, and then the last Shadow Puppet thing, I still like Dinosaur Junior better than them because the, he's acting so weird now. The Arctic Monkeys do. Well, I get. I think it's just the bit of that band. No, he kind of does. He, it's, it's, his he's whole doing like a, like a cabaret kind of thing, right? Is it just that band? Because if it is, then I'm. Then I think. I think it, it's just that band. Okay. Why is he? What is that? I don't know. Have you ever seen? Have you watched it? I have It's hard no, to no, watch. I, I have a couple of those uh, Last Shadow Puppet albums. On my iTunes, never listen to him. The other guy's good. You know, they switch singing. Who's yeah. the other dude? I can't remember. Because I'm uh, guessing it's like a super group thing, right? Yeah. Uh, um, crap, I can't remember his name. Is it Miles something or other? I don't know. Maybe we'll bring it up on one of these things. Yeah. Um, Hang on a second. Hang on a second. Because when it started, he sang the first one. And Tim and I were like, man, this is pretty good. And then it went on from that. We are like, why? Yeah, is Miles Kane. Miles Kane. He, I, I, he has a. Uh, well, he was in the Rascals. I don't know, about it, but I, I, I have a Miles Kane record. He's pretty good. He's pretty good. Pretty good. Pretty good. Okay, so pretty back, good back to Noel Gallagher on Jules Holland. So. Okay. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. So, <laughs> what really went viral, and what everyone took note of when he performed on the show was that. He had a member of his band playing the scissors, <laughs> and um, and so then Liam <laughs> said that he wanted to have somebody on stage with his band sharpening a pencil, <laughs> and then Bonehead on Twitter said that he would do it. Now Bonehead didn't actually show up, but somebody showed up to uh, Liam's show peeling a potato <laughs> in the front row. <laughs> I so, mean, I get it. Funny, I'm sure when bits. they recorded it, no, I'm okay, sure so, it was so, all slightly a joke anyway. I mean, come on. Well, it's not like there's a, a scissors solo on the record. But it, I'm sure to accent some hit on the thing, they took a sample of some scissors. and so I don't think just so. Because this is what he said. I'm, I'm, I've got uh, an NME article and they're quoting Noel... He did a he did an article with some news channel I don't know. <laughs> so he was talking about the the chick playing scissors and he said she's French and she's eccentric to say the least. I said to her, you know, before the taping, he said I said to her, "Can you play the tambourine?" She said, "I can't play the tambourine." I said, "Okay, right. Shaker." And she said, "No, I can play the scissors." <laughs> and so she brought them in. And Noel said, I was looking at my bass player going, if that's not the greatest thing you've ever seen, then tell me what is. A French bird in a cape playing the scissors, it doesn't get any better than that. He's right. So, and then later on, he said, uh, look, I know what I'm doing. I'm not about to get on stage and play an arena with a bird in a cape playing the scissors unless it's great. I'm not a fucking idiot. <laughs> See, it's all fine. So he's he just knows, being yeah, funny. He, it it's was fine. Just, it was just for... It was just for the TV show, and it was just a funny bit, and it is a brilliant bit, <laughs> just to play 
you know, this psychedelic jam and have this chick in a cape playing scissors. I mean, it's... Click, the, it's clicking the, the scissors in front of the microphone. It's the genius of the whole... Uh, every Everyone is talking about the scissors thing, and it meant nothing. You know what I mean? Like, you want to go back and watch the scissors thing. <laughs> right. When, if someone just said, no, new tune was on Jules, you should go check it out. You'd go, oh, okay, I'll see it at some point. But... There's some chick playing scissors, so now you have to see it. So he's genius <laughs> once chick again. Chick playing scissors. So yeah, it's genius. It's genius. Uh, speaking of genius, and it can't you know, be stopped. I mean, Noel is the, the most quotable man in rock and roll. And so, we uh, again, we'll listen to the Liam half of Oasis later on in the show, but uh, in reference to Liam's solo record. Uh, Noel said it sounded like Adele singing into a bucket. <laughs> I love it. So, yeah, they are at each other. Uh, the feud See, continues. See, I think they secretly talk to each other all the time. Yeah. And this is just a great bit that they've kept up forever. Like, yeah, we part, can't hate Blur forever, so let's just keep yeah, doing Yeah, part, part of me thinks that it is totally orchestrated that... Maybe they aren't necessarily best buds, but they know the value of keeping each other's names in the press. Yeah, English bands have been doing this forever. It's been since. Yeah, the, it's you know. it's the it's the feud. Yeah. The 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 uh, the tabloid feud that sells records. Yeah. So, all right. So we'll listen to the the Liam half of Oasis later. But are we staying in Manchester? or Are we moving away from Manchester? Um, I'm not sure. We're gonna need to look it up. I should have. Is, is this another one that I'm going to have no clue about, or is this the one that I might know? You might know. I've mentioned it on another pod. Okay. At some point, I you think. teased I did. it at some point. Um, oh, by the way, should we talk about this beer that we just cracked or say Yeah, what do you think or? about it? Now, I've, I've had this before, so it's, it's, it's not a super new thing to me. Okay. Well, tell, tell the audience what we're drinking now. Yeah, I'm sort of worried because. We did the Bishop Cider before, didn't we? Mm-hmm. It wasn't this one, was it? No, it was just the, um, I think it was the, just the plain apple. Yeah, it had guys on it with must, but this is, it's apples, respect. I mean, it's basically, it's the one that started their whole thing. I don't know. I think that's why they call it the OG. We'll put pictures up again on the Giga. Wow, this is 6.2, bro. Hey. Love it. You see the little explanation on the back? It's all Joel and Laura's tiny kitchen where they started it all. Not sweet, not dry, just right. Sometimes the classics are exactly that. Mm-hmm. It's a big Texas on it. Um, this is good. This is it's may- good, right? This is it's maybe kinda... maybe the best cider I've ever had. Yeah, this is Joe's favorite. Well, I don't know because it's, it's her so favorite, damn but smooth. She, she just it's likes, so smooth. Yeah, she likes some not super sweet. I've had the um, recently. I've I've purchased the Bishop uh, cider, uh, the blood orange, and also the pineapple. We have know, a cranberry, I, I think, in the fridge that will stay there forever. <laughs> I know. I went on record when we drank the other cider, whatever episode that was. I went on record saying all I like in my cider is apple. I would like to amend that statement. What is it now? Now I will. I don't care. Bring it on. 
Put oh. any put anything you want in the cider. I'll try it. You'll try it now because yeah. of which put, one? Put poblano peppers in the cider. I'll try it. What turns you around again? I forget already. I don't know. Just tasting it and liking it and wanting to drink it in my face. Man, you're just taking chances these days. I do. I just. I like to get drunk and I like sweet, beautiful tastes in my mouth. <laughs> Do you want to know the sad reason why I've decided that I like cider? Why? Because when we run out of beer at the house... That's, I, that's what's there? I start drinking Joanna's beer, and she's uh, she's a gluten-free. Oh. So um, I start drinking her ciders. And I... How's that go over? I found out that... Um, well, she's one of the, the type that, you know, she likes wine. So she doesn't really care? She doesn't really care that much, but when they're gone and she decides out of nowhere that she wants one... Then she yeah. kind of has a conniption? I hear about it a little bit. It's not a big thing. <laughs> do, you, do you want to talk about it a little bit more? Should we stop the tape? No, let's, uh, let's get into some music. All right. Um... This one was the one that I thought... I knew you weren't going to get the Chameleons. That's like... I know like four people that listen to the Chameleons. So that was like a stretch. Right. This one's one that you were... This was around your time, bro. This is when I was happening? This is Dave time. Okay. So I'm thinking that you will... It'll be the same as like a Shed 7 thing or something that your first chorus you're gonna go it's the whatever okay so here we go let's start it and um i have faith in myself and i believe in you on this one because you're definitely not going to get the next one (laughs) right but uh because no one would but this one is kind of a you might know this one all right help me jesus (laughs) here we go next song goes just exactly like this
That was awesome. It's good, right? Um, but you, yeah, you I, guessed, it, I guessed wrong. I thought I, I well, I knew I was wrong, but I just threw out Space Hog as a frame of reference to say, well, maybe it was close to that. Yeah, and you were, and it's it's mid nineties. It's the it's the Long Pigs, um, and you were saying you might have had that in your library. At well, some point. I I know some friend of mine, not you, but some it, friend it was of mine, me. told me that I needed to check out the Long Pigs, and I. I thought I had it on my iTunes, but I checked and I don't. But you like it. I do. I love that. I knew you'd like that. It's, um, we, uh, the singer's crazy, right? Right. We did, uh, one of the times we did Top of the Pops, they were on it. Okay. So Richard Hawley, who, who later was in Pulp, was in it. He used the guitar player, right? Yeah. 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 And he's done tons of stuff. And the singer, um, uh, Crispin. Crispin Hunt has done a, a lot of producing songwriting stuff okay. later on but the, did, did at, you did you know that the original drummer was uh the drummer from cabaret voltaire no i didn't know that until i looked some stuff up and i that's what i was gonna if i would have realized uh, on top of the pops that the cabaret voltaire drummer was down the hall i would have said something yeah, so in, because he seems so, like he would have been way older in the the lost tapes, in the the failed uh, recording technical difficulties. You said that Deep Blue was on tops of the pops with the Long Pigs. Yeah, did that not make it on what on? This? I don't think so. No. Oh, okay. So we were on top of the pops with this band, and the singer, who sounds, you know how to get his voice to do, he's doing crazy stuff. Right. So he's doing vocal exercises down the hall the whole time. And this is before we kind of, we knew about the band. Um, I think we'd heard the single because it was a hit. It wasn't this one. I think it was, um, uh, do you have the, do you have it pulled up right now? The Sun is Off and Out? Yeah, what was the, um, there was another song they had that was, I think, bigger than this one. It was. um, So what was the name of that tune? That was uh, She Said. Okay. The other one was... Uh, what's the very first song? Lost Myself? Yeah, that's it. I think... And it's even crazier what he has to do with his voice on that. So he's getting it really warmed up, but we didn't realize he sang that crazy. <laughs> we thought, man, this guy's really... He's really going for it for a show that we're miming all the music. But on top of the pops, you get to make a choice before you play uh-huh. that you can use a, a, a live mic or just... Lip sync. Lip sync, because it's lip sync anyway. Right. You know, no one's playing anything. I think uh, Oasis on there actually just stood there and didn't play anything one time. But New Order, I think, is the only band that ever insisted that they were playing live no matter what. Which maybe they shouldn't be the band. <laughs> yeah, maybe she maybe should have lip synced just one yeah, time. Maybe this is the time, fellas, to kind of... Yeah, now I'm I'm reading about kind of the uh, I guess the trajectory of that first record, and so the third single was called "On and On," and so that uh, was their highest charting single, went to number sixteen. Then they re-released "She Said," that also went to sixteen, and then the last single from the album was "Lost Myself," and that went to number twenty-two. So oh, they, okay. They, they so never, she said was the bigger one. Yeah, yeah. It, uh. it went to sixteen. So I mean, they never like uh, were 
total tops of the pops. They never like. You they, mean they, like went number one in the country? Yeah, they they never were like DBS. <laughs> I wonder why I never saw them at the meetings. Yeah, but I'm looking at the at the album art, and I don't remember ever seeing this album art. So I think I'm I, I maybe I'm confusing them with someone else. But damn it, I love that. Yeah, I knew you'd like that. God bless. That's just right. Kicked so much ass. That's right in in Dave's world. Yeah, I'm gonna download that as soon as we're done. Yeah. That's a good one. And so it, it, it looked like they only had the two records. They had uh, another one in 99. <laughs> well, I think that there is a... Uh, I read something, and it might even be in Wikipedia or something, so who knows if it's true. Actually, it might not be on that. I read it maybe in some enemy article or something. I think the Cabaret Voltaire drummer at some point beat the singer up on stage. I don't know. He right was, before he, was, he quit the band, the drummer took off. Yeah, he was replaced before the second album, which came out in '99. Yeah, but there's something that he attacked the singer, and he had a bunch of stitches. And <laughs> are you not seeing that anywhere? No, on there? no. All right, maybe. Well, okay, hold on. Let's see. Like I said, I didn't even realize. I mean, it's weird yeah, that it Cabaret does, it Voltaire doesn't, it doesn't say it doesn't say anything about. A fight. It just says that D. Boyle left the band. All right. Well, we'll look that up at some point. But he's um, he passed away, right? D. Boyle. Mm-hmm. Mm. I think last year, two years ago, or something. Yeah, he doesn't have a Wikipedia page, so he's not important enough. The drummer for Cabaret Voltaire doesn't have his own Wikipedia page. No. So if he's dead, no one should care. That's ridiculous. What you just said. Richard Hawley is the only one who has their own Wikipedia page from that band. Well, he's done a lot of stuff. He has. He deserves it. Oh, Dickie Holly. All right. So let's go back to Manchester. Where ba- were where were uh, Long Pigs from? I don't know. Look it up. I already closed that fucking page. Cut. Hold on. Dun, dun. Um, um, Sheffield. Oh, okay. So close, but no cigar, I guess. It's all close. All right, so we're going back to Manchester, and we're going back to the Oasis Brothers. We're going to listen to a tune off of Liam Gallagher's debut solo album called As You Were. Did you see the uh, clip that's going around on Facebook that everyone's seen a million times that's hilarious? Of... Where he's making the tea backstage? I don't think I have. You're kidding. No. It's so good. He basically is like saying, look what I have to do myself now because all of you download songs. I used to have idiots that would make this tea for me. <laughs> I'll show it to you. It's awesome. I can't believe you haven't seen it. I haven't. It's really good. We'll put we'll put that up as well. Okay. After, after the, um, the beer picks, we'll put up the... Liam. I don't think I don't think we should do a nighttime podcast again. We're really struggling. Really? I'm not feeling the struggle. Maybe it's just me. Are maybe you? maybe I'm having a hard time putting together a thought. No, you're doing fine. Okay, so after a couple Sorry. of albums with BDI, which went nowhere. Yeah, what did he do? He just um, got rid of the. He got rid of the band, or is this a totally different band, or? I don't know who really 
plays on this thing? I can tell you, well, I'll tell you afterwards. Okay, here's personnel. Man, it, it, it's like... He, he kind of had, he had three different producers that helped out with the record. And you look at the, the personnel, the people that contributed, and it's, I mean, granted, there are some string players and whatnot, but it's, it's a list like 30 people long. Oh, okay. So he's doing stuff and producers bringing in people and. Yeah. So he decided that uh, the BDI band thing wasn't working out and that he needed to reboot and release an album under his own name. So this is the first Liam Gallagher album. I've heard it's the best thing he's put out. Well, I mean, it's time. a low bar because the it's, BDI stuff was pretty much trash. Was it? It was not good. I never really heard any of it. Um, and so I, I bought this. I think I bought this uh, the last time I was down here, and I listened to it on the way home. And it's it's okay. I'll I'll, I'll get a little bit more into it after we listen to the track, but. The track that I chose is definitely my favorite track from the album. It's not necessarily representative of the album. Okay. But I think it is a really hot jam. It's a hot jam. Yes. And uh, it is entitled, Doesn't Have to Be This Way. And this is Liam Gallagher on HTWOW.
See, I like that. It's good, right? It's good. You know, they kind of... Um, Nolan and Liam are at a weird thing because they that's why they were such a good band is because they both have... The other one has something they need. Right. Do you know what I mean? It's like, Noel's going to be the songwriter, but Liam's going to be cooler. Right. You know what I mean? It's the same thing as like Ian Brown, John Squire. You know what I mean? Yeah. Ian Brown's solo stuff was... They had the partnership. Yeah, Ian Brown's solo stuff was pretty cool. But you got to have John Squire doing the stuff or it's not going to be the thing. Right. It's just like Morrissey and Marr. Exactly. Morrissey without Johnny Marr is... Pretty good. Oh, you got pretty good, he good had, to average. He had well at the beginning there. He had some pretty good stuff. But yeah, but, I, but and ne- same thing never, with Johnny Mart's solo records. They're great. You just really wish Morrissey was singing on it. Right. Okay, so I I told you that there. I don't think I told you on the recording, but I think I told you before we started that there was a callback to last month's episode of. IT with Old Waver. Yeah, what were you going to say? The producer of that track, the co-writer of that track, as well as three other tracks on the Liam Gallagher record, mm-hmm. none other than Greg Kirsten, who produced and co-wrote the Beck record. That same dude who does all the chicks? Yeah, the same dude that did the Adele record and Not the Sia Dell's record. The and records. With, with Lady Friends. Yeah. And the Tegan and Sarah and the blah, blah, blah. Yeah, that guy. Golly, he's the dude right now. Yeah. Yeah, so he he produced and co-wrote uh, that song, Doesn't Have to Be That Way. I will say and he also, that... he also... Uh, it sounds pretty sophisticated, some of the changes that are happening in that chorus yeah. there. It's uh, something's going on. And he also co-wrote and uh, produced, uh, among the other songs, uh, Wall of Glass. You've heard that single, right? I don't think so. Yeah, we heard that uh, when we went to the Dynamo game. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. And we were listening to it in the hotel. What do you think about the Dynamo? I, I have no idea. What are they doing? Are they in the playoffs? <laughs> are they pulling in Astros? I'm so disappointed. <laughs> you, you, what do you, you mean? Ex- you what expect, has happened to them? You expect me to There's only the, four teams left. I don't follow the MLS. I don't care. Well, they're doing really good, Dave. Okay. Jeez. If if the if they win the championship this year and the Astros win and the Dynamo, Houston's killing it. Yeah. Good for Houston. It's going to be really tough for them to win the whole thing though, but for them to get this far, amazing. Uh-huh. Um too bad Deshaun Watson shredded his knee. Yeah, that is a thing. Sorry about that. Bro. But not the Cowboys, so we're not super worried about it. Yeah, so uh, Greg Kirsten produced four of the tracks. Uh, a guy named Andrew Wyatt produced one track, and then a guy named Dan Gretsch Margarot. So he got out the, the wallet rest. on this one and said, hey, let's. We, I gotta make a record. This yeah, is dumb. Yeah, I've gotta actually uh, try and do something that will make people forget about Oasis or at least not keep begging for us to put Oasis back together. Yeah, which is kind of a thing. Um, you don't want bands to do that when they, you know, the singer's gone off and 
he's an alcoholic and he's on drugs and you don't want to see him up on stage anyway. You know, some crazy thing. Or the guitar player is, you know. But they're both doing great. It's, it's really... I mean, I get it. If they don't want to do it, they don't need to do it. But they should do it. Now, as far as the record as a whole, uh, it, it's getting generally pretty good reviews. I thought that people love it. And, That's what I've heard. Well, and it, and it, it uh, you know, it debuted at number one in the UK, and it's, I think it's already the highest selling vinyl album in the history of the UK. In the history of the UK. I, I, well, I don't know. In the history of the last 20 years, at least. I don't know. Okay. So I'm pretty sure Pink Floyd has something to say about that. I don't know. I just saw some stat that it was like the fastest selling vinyl in something or other. I'm making stuff up. Don't worry about it. It's a podcast. I think that that's, that's cool if people are really buying vinyl like that. But um, in my opinion, it's kind of hit or miss. There's some sappy ballads. There's not too many songs that... Uh, what do you mean a sappy ballad? Like him and a piano? Yeah, kind of. I don't know. I mean, we can listen to some of it in the post-party. Um, Hello. You know, and there's there's at least I counted at least a half dozen lyrical Beatles references. So he's still hung up on that. At least uh, half a dozen songs are like Noel diss tracks. You know that you can tell they're written about Noel. Like there's a song called "Greedy Soul," mm-hmm. and there's another song called uh, "I Never Want to Be Like You." You know, it's just. You can tell when we, when we have our separate podcast down the road because we can't stand each other. Man, I'm gonna think of some really clever stuff to diss you. If we don't do this podcast anymore, I'm just gonna retire from podcasting. Now you'll have to have a comeback because my solo podcast will be just the first season. It'll just be all about you. <laughs> That'd be the worst podcast ever. No, people so, will love it. I. I give a very tepid review to the Liam Gallagher solo thing, but I, I am glad that he is going out on this limb on his own and not hiding behind a band. And because, I mean, I know that he took BDI or he took all the rest of Oasis and they made BDI. Okay, they, so BDI was the pretty much band in him. It was pretty. It was pretty much the the fractured remains of Oasis and they tried to do something he tried to kind of keep the band together in, in his own way uh-huh. but no one wants to hear that they they want him and I think he's finally embracing that and like we said before I don't know how fractured that relationship really is between Liam and Noel if they really hate each other's guts or they secretly text each other and talk about their next <laughs> yeah, moves yeah this is what we're gonna do next when is your album dropping this is what we're gonna do I'm gonna play scissors on my next show get ready for that <laughs> but I think it's great I mean to me once you get past uh, be here now Oasis was a pretty middling band anyways sure I, I think Noel's solo output is tons better than the last four or five Oasis records. 
And I honestly think this Liam record is, it stands up against anything that Latter Day Oasis did. So I think it's good for those I like of that. us. I like that. I think it. it's good for those of us who, who are Anglophiles and like that kind of music that at least they're both doing stuff. Yeah. And he's going to tour America and he's going to play a handful of Oasis songs and everybody's going to go crazy. Is that something you'd go to? Hell yeah, I'd go see Liam. You would? Oh, he, what size place do, do you think Liam's kicking down? Man, I have no idea. I have no idea what the demand would be. I wonder if that's like a, a Verizon. Um, no. Is that place still called the Verizon? Yeah, I think um, it is. But yeah, maybe Bomb Factory. But bigger than like Granada. Yeah. Yeah, I would think bigger than that. Um, All right, it's your turn. Let's bring it home. So I'm gonna go 0 for three today because this is the one that you said I absolutely will not get. I only know one other person that's cool enough to know. No, it's definitely not cool. <laughs> it's not that. Um, maybe I should explain afterwards, but I had to call. Uh, well, it won't matter. You won't guess. It. I had to call Clay Burgess from the Deep Blues the other day because I. I remembered the name of the group, and I couldn't find the song, and actually I was kind of getting the name slightly wrong. So you didn't even remember. I I remembered the tune, and I remembered I loved it, and I've been looking for it for a long time, and I found it. And Did you rejoice? Man, it's so good. It also sent me down, you know, the YouTube wormhole of checking out everything since. Uh-huh. This is something you need to get into a little bit. Even more than the log long log pigs? Long pigs? Well, this is kind of how I've done it. Um, long pigs aren't around anymore. Mm-hmm. So they're kind of, when you go down and check that out, you can only go so far. Right. This, um, they're still around. So things are, they have more material. Okay. I guess is what I'm saying. But um, I won't get into it any further, just in case you might know. I don't want to give you a year or anything like that. But this is, you know, during every episode, I like to kind of have the guilty pleasure uh-huh. of maybe a tune that you're going to be like, really? This one? But it's a, um, it's a dancing number, roller skate number. Um, and I think that you're really going to like it. And I'm not going to say anything else about it and just play it. I'm putting my skates on right now. Here we go. Crew, 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 
trunk is full of junk and gets an eyeful Walk into the shops in the sunshine And I couldn't even relax Buying my fruit and veg down at the market Kiwi so suggestive that I park it You hear the man calling Yeah, you plant two for the price of one Who do you think you are? Stand in that talking room With your crew, crew, crew I mean, as a junior high trombone player, I love that song. It's good, right? <laughs> what the hell? <laughs> Who is that? It's a guy called, uh, well, it's not a guy. It's a band called Dr. Meeker. How do you spell that? M-E-A-K-E-R. Okay. But I thought it was DJ. This is the reason why I was, I've was. i been spelling it right. I, um, do you remember the around the time the the first Ting Ting's record came out. Yeah. Well, I used to listen to this uh, BBC Six podcast that they would put out all brand... I think it was BBC Six. It was one of those things that they would just play the new music of two weeks or, you know, just some random podcast thing. Right. So I found out about the Ting Tings and this song was on the... the um on that list with a bunch of other songs. And of that list, we took the Ting Tings because I sent it to Clay and I was like, man, this Ting Tings band is good. And I was like, but you got to listen to this uh, uh, Bad Boy Collins song. It's really awesome. But when the guy was announcing it, I thought he was saying DJ Mika, like M-E-E-K-A-H. Right. But he was saying Dr. Meeker. I just was hearing it wrong, and I never looked it up back then. I just had it on that list, and so I played that off the thing all the time. But uh, so the other night, I hit Clay. Clay hit me up about something, and I was like, "Hey, do you remember this that Meeker thing?" Or it was something like that. And he was like, "That's the name of it." And then we started looking up, and he said, "It says something about the summertime in it, and it has horns." And I was like, "Yeah, that's it." So I put Meeker summertime, and it came up. So we found it. Amazing. Yeah. <laughs> so do you, do you hate it? I mean, I'll never listen to it again. Yes, you will. It's one of well, those... Well, when I listen to the podcast back, I will. I'm going to... Well, if you're around me, I'll play it. If we're out... <laughs> if, we're, if we're out on a on our boat that we normally take out... Right. And tie it boat to boat. Yeah, when we go boat to boat. 
um, party cove in this imaginary boat that neither one of us have could you imagine listening to this song on it on said boat uh-huh see it's hot yeah it's a good summertime jam too bad it's november sounds like you're lying right now and you hated the song i played but you know what i did during that song what i downloaded the long pigs (laughs) 5.99 on itunes you shouldn't have done that well no i'm glad you did that i was about to. oh yeah i mean maybe they'll get a dollar yeah um yeah but and at some point look at that 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 song's from 2008 he's they've done Yeah, they've done a lot of things since then. That was from 2008. Yeah. Uh, what, what were you thinking that was older? I don't know. I have no idea. I think it's from 2008. I okay, have no well, I idea. Guess, uh, yeah, I guess that makes sense because that's when the Ting Tings came out, right? I think so. That could be. I get all the, the aughts real confused because 2005 seems like it was three years ago. Well, I can't find anything. Uh, there's not a Dr. Meeker wikipedia page but there is a a page for circus records which i guess put it out do you not see a, um they have a they have a website right you like websites i do like websites but i'm not gonna look it up okay because I, I don't care that much i know you don't but at some point there might be something you want to check out you know what i care about less than the death of the cabaret voltaire drummer I can't believe you just said that. Whether or not Dr. Meeker has a website. Man, I you know, I feel like we just... I feel like we need to bring the room back up because... Don't say that that wasn't a party song, because it was. It was a party song, but it... it, it, it you know what? It, it's, it was like a bit song. It reminded me of like... Pass the duchy on the left-hand side. So disappointed in you. Unbelievable. What are you talking about? I'm on the rock down to Electric Avenue. And then we take it higher. That's why this show's great is because we can't like everything. I, you know, I don't be mad at me. I'm not going to be mad at you. D- do, only, I have I, to, do I have to give you a hug? No. Do I have to make up with you? I will tell you this, though. You, the next podcast, quit bringing stuff that you feel mediocre about. What are you talking about? But the both the Gallagher brothers, you're like, well, I kind of, it's okay, whatever. You should bring something you really like next time. What do you think about that? I think I think you are just torpedoing the whole podcast. Why? Because. Are, isn't there? There should be new songs that you like. Yeah, but I but it, I thought it was also newsworthy. It, it's worth. Discussing, we got to talk about the the. I know. I'm French not saying, chick with scissors. I'm not saying never do it again. I'm just saying <laughs> you're you're scolding me. I'm saying next you, time you are scolding me. It's kind of happened a few times. You're bringing songs that you you don't love. I'm bringing songs that I feel are important for us to talk about. You want you want to know why there's tension? Why? That wasn't on. That's true. Man, that feels good already. So, yeah, I feel so, so much more relaxed. Uh, I love that last song you played. What song? I don't even know what we're talking about. Mm. Um, I'm going to finish this OG right now. It is good, isn't it? Mm-hmm. It's refreshing. Mm. I like... Um, you know what? I'm going to finish this vodka drink, too. 
Are you going for everything right now? Uh, okay. <sighs> Done. Oh man, the glutton in full effect. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> I'm working on it. I'm working on it. Working on what? Nothing. Well, I'm going to. Uh, how, how do you think the uh, late night? Do you, would, would you prefer to keep it during the daytime? Do you like I, the late I, night? I feel out of sorts. I like it more as a as a happy hour, as a lead into our evening rather than. You like the, it more of a day drinking. Yeah, I like the day drinking and then having a, an entire evening to kind of uh, socialize and discuss rather than the other way around. All right. Well, it's not super late. No, it's not super late. And I'm not saying that we can't ever do it after dark again. I mean, this was certainly just by circumstance that we had to do it this way. Don't put me on a schedule, Dave. I know. And I know that you musicians are nocturnal and... You know, you like to work into the wee hours in the studio, and you know, you just uh, you can't operate uh, on the man's hours. Man, you just don't get it. But I do feel like I do feel like I am not at my best. You you feel like you're searching I, I, a little bit. I feel like I because I'm old, and it's past my bedtime. I think you're going to get a lot of really good comments about this. <laughs> no, evidently not, because you said that this is a terrible episode because I bring things that I'm not passionate about. No, I said next time, bring something you like. We have to do ones like this. God, see, now the music can't even save us. <laughs> <laughs> You know what we should do? We should play some Smiths. This is what we're going to do. do. Hold on, I'm going to let this fade out naturally. You ready for this? Uh Uh-huh. And check what's going to happen. Yeah. What do you think about that? I'm suddenly so much happier. Thank you, dear listeners, for putting up with yet another episode of IT with Old Waver. We'll see you next time. Stop me on the host stop Woo! Stop me if you think that you've heard this one before. Stop me on the host stop me. Stop me if you think that you've heard this one I still love you, oh, I still love you Only slightly, only slightly less than I used to, my
Why did you choose to have a girl playing the the scene? Because I couldn't really hear it okay, in the song. Well, she's she's in a she's in a band, her so, own her own band called uh, uh, Le Volume Corb, uh-huh. and uh, that's what she plays. Ah, oh. so she plays the scissors. Okay, that's what she does. All right, okay? all right. I didn't say to her. Play these scissors, right, and, and it will confuse everybody, right. No, she plays the scissors. All right, right. she invented it. And okay. when I said to her, "Can you play the tambourine in this song?" and she said, "I don't, I don't play the tambourine." Okay. And I said, "Oh, what can you play?" And she said, "I played the scissors." And when she started playing them, it fucking blew my mind. Right. I right. was like, "Wow!" And I, yeah. uh, and she said, "That's what I'm going to play." And I was like, "Wow!" And she wears a cape. Yeah. And she's yeah. French. Yeah. And it doesn't get any more exotic than that. Right, right. Now, dice, mi è piaciuta, era molto esotica questa cosa, no? Di questa ragazza che suona le forbici.